Hello and welcome to Sassy in the City. We have a solo episode this week, so you guys have the exclusive company of myself. Today we are actually talking about quite a big headline that has been in the space over the last week or so, and that is, has China gone cruelty free? I've avoided speaking about this on Instagram and on TikTok just because I don't feel like it's really facilitated enough conversation around it because, (laughs) spoiler alert, it's not like a yes or no answer to this. But there have been a few headlines about China maybe allowing testing of brands that maybe previously would have tests on animals and now don't. And it's just quite an interesting one. And I just thought that I've had a lot of people message me asking me what the deal is. And I thought it'd be good to just go through it together and try and figure that out together. So I've been doing some research and trying to come with you with a really like definitive answer and I couldn't. So we're going to explore it together. Just for context, for anyone that doesn't know, cruelty-free is basically about whether or not a product is tested on animals. So if you're shopping cruelty-free, you're avoiding animal testing. There are bodies that certify this. The leading one is Leaping Bunny, uh, which is by Cruelty-Free International. You've also got PETA, who have their bunnies program. Um, There are other sort of blogs in particular that are quite leading in the space. They operate with a lot of transparency. They've got no ulterior motives. So they're quite trusted, particularly Logical Harmony, Ethical Elephant and Cruelty Free Kitty. They've been around for as long as I can remember and I've been vegan a very long time. I've been shopping Cruelty Free exclusively since like 2015 and those guys have always been around. So they are very trusted. Cruelty Free as well, it's not just about uh, makeup, which a lot of people think it is because they like to make it, I guess, just a woman's issue. Yeah, also on toiletries and also cleaning products is another one it generally uh, goes around. So It's something that a lot of vegans and a lot of ethical consumers like to make a choice about because although not everyone's against animal testing in a broader sense when it comes to like medicine or whatever, people are generally against it in a cosmetic sense. People don't want their beauty products like their shampoos, their lipsticks, things like that to be harming an animal. There's no need for it. And in the EU, it's been banned for a long time. But the issue has generally been China. That has been one of the biggest issues around the community. And that's because China has animal testing laws in place. So for a very long time, brands have had to kind of like choose between selling in China or being cruelty free. So this is where it's been a bit of a conundrum for the bigger brands, brands like L'Oreal and Estee Lauder and all those big household brands you've grown up with that are global. And they have had to sit there and try and figure out if they would rather sell to the really lucrative Chinese market or if they'd rather go cruelty-free and get the money from cruelty-free customers who never used to be that big a deal or that big a problem. We were like hippies back in the day, but um, I'd say thanks to like social media and maybe the growth of indie brands who are able to offer cruelty-free options, cruelty-free has become something a lot more people are interested in and it's been a lot harder for these big brands to choose China over going cruelty-free because there are so many of us that boycott brands that allow testing on animals. So it's been quite an interesting kind of previous decade where that's really been kind of contended. And it's been interesting seeing which brands choose to sell in China, which ones choose to stick to their morals and remain cruelty free and seeing how the big brands kind of like try and kind of word it when they choose to sell in China to act like they are ethical. And really it's clear that all they care about is profits. So that's the sort of like backdrop we're going into. Basically, Cruelty Free Kitty, one of the leading bloggers, had a headline about a week or so ago saying, big news, brands on China can now be cruelty free. I was very excited to see that. She did a post on Instagram and she listed a few brands that were now considered to be cruelty free. And we'll get into that a bit later. But when I was researching on how to do this episode, I wanted to see 
a bit more of a verified source because although I love Crosserie Kitty, I love her blog, I wanted to see something from like Peter or the Leaping Bunny, Crosserie International or something else, you know, someone from an organization saying something and it's quite unclear where Crosserie Kitty got her sources from. She put out a headline and a blog post which was interesting and it was helpful and we'll read a bit of that in a bit. But the only other places I saw publishing this news story was Plant-Based News, who um, whose headline was, a number of beach brands are no longer required to test on animals to sell in China, which obviously great news. But when I got into their article, it was only quoting Cruelty Free Kitty. And then Metro as well, beach products sold in China now don't have to be animal tested. They also only had Cruelty Free Kitty to quote. So I'm just, I'm just a bit apprehensive of like understanding just how bigger step this is and how clear-cut it is because a lot of her blog post is very carefully worded and it's there's no place where she's saying like the fight is over and they're 100% cruelty free now it's hard to say exactly where we're at but this is a massive step forward and even I believe it was like the January 2020 I was at a brunch with Leaping Bunny the people high up there were kind of like talking saying that they believe that 2020s that decade this decade is going to be the decade where we see like global animal testing and um, for cosmetic purposes where like cruelty free will be the norm will be what everyone does so I have been anticipating it and I have been hoping for it and actually believing in it and I think if this isn't necessarily the end of it um, the end of like the battle with like being cruelty free and selling in China then it might at least be like a very big step towards the end that is great like we really want this is what we've been campaigning for and fighting for so it is um I'm not saying that all the work will be done and everything in life will be cruelty free and we won't have more fights to fight but this will be a big achievement let's actually go through what has been reported again like when I'm coming to you telling you like who's reported on on this like I said Peter and Humane Society International they don't have anything out currently at time of recording and neither do Cruelty International, Logical Harmony or Ethical Elephant and I think it's very odd that these these organizations or blogs or whatever don't have anything out and I'm guessing it's because they're still waiting to dot their I's and cross their T's on their statement so I don't know if Cruelty Free Kitty had like a bit of an exclusive there but it's just I would love to see particularly Humane Society and uh Cruelty International come out with statements before we celebrate too much. But here is what is said on the Cruelty Free Kitty blog post. Following pressure from cruelty free consumers around the world, animal welfare organisations such as Humane Society International and Cruelty Free International, as well as some of the largest corporations on the planet, China has gradually relaxed their animal testing laws. Since 2021, the prerequisites for pre-market animal testing has been lifted for most cosmetics being sold in the country. In addition to this, we've confirmed that the practice of post-market testing no longer uses animals to determine safety. Considering the size of China's beauty market, this news is tremendously exciting for animal rights activists and cruelty-free consumers alike. With the lifting of animal testing requirements, large beauty brands will no longer have to fund animal cruelty in order to enter the Chinese market. This is a major step towards a more ethical and compassionate beauty industry, and we hope to see more brands follow suit. So here's a list of a few of the brands that have now been added to Cruelty Free Kitty's Cruelty Free list. That includes Herbal Essences, Dove, Wet n Wild, Rituals, Aussie, and Simple. So those are like a lot of high street brands, which I think people are going to be really happy to see. I think that's just kind of it. I feel like you can hear in the language there that it's not saying that every brand that's sold in China is now cruelty free and it's kind of a little bit unclear as to what exactly 
has changed and it's not had any statements from anyone in like Chinese authorities or anything like that. So I am a bit dubious of really celebrating that China has now gone cruelty free, but it does seem like a lot of brands are now able to sell there and be cruelty free, which is wonderful. And it's so good to see so many more brands join this list. And it does kind of show that everything we've been campaigning for and pushing towards, whether or not you've been like sharing on social media, going to protests, or even just like voting with your money. So when you're shopping cruelty free, obviously that is a huge pressure you're putting on companies. They really just want money at the end of the day, especially the big ones. Or even if you're not buying it, but you've just been Googling is such and such brand cruelty free because you really don't understand like how big what you Google actually influences these big businesses. Like L'Oreal's getting like a huge, huge increase on how many people are Googling whether or not they're cruelty free. They're aware that it's something they should be putting high on their priorities. So everyone that's done any of that, you have just made a massive difference. It's a good thing to celebrate. It's definitely interesting and it's a space that we got to watch and it's really going to open up shopping cruelty free in the near future. I think one thing that I'm a bit skeptical about, and this is probably just me being a bit of a like hardcore vegan and an ethical person, is kind of, I guess it's anticipating what's going to happen next. So with cruelty-free customers, I think a lot of people are probably going to go to these mainstream brands now that they haven't been able to shop for years. Maybe they'll be returned to old favorites. Maybe there'll be some like hyped up TikTok products that they really want to try. And now they aren't going to avoid it because it's not cruelty-free. And I'm just hoping that people don't suddenly abandon all of the like indie brands and all the brands that have been cruelty free and vegan and sustainable and ethical and all the good stuff for so many years and really pushing the fight and choosing ethics over profits. Like I don't want to see people abandoning them. I don't want to see like a big surge of money going from the indie beauty industry to the mainstream beauty industry to the same companies that own all the companies like L'Oreal and Estee Lauder and Unilever and like they own too much I don't want all my wealth like trickling back up to them I just I would rather give it to the small companies and the people who are making a difference and pushing things forward I don't know that's that's one thing I'm worried that will come out of it one good thing that I think might come out of it is obviously people that love to campaign for better standards and better quality and better ethics in the beauty industry if we're no longer putting all this like faff into asking brands if they're cruelty free we can now instead ask about other ethical things like for example like child labor and mika farming or whether or not uh, ingredients have been sustainably sourced like there are a lot of other ways that we can start pushing for standards to be better and I think a lot of people have been quite critical about the cruelty free movement recently for caring more about animals than about people like do you care whether or not the farmer's getting a fair wage do you care whether or not your products use child labor and I wouldn't say it's not necessarily that people haven't cared it's just been a lot easier to ask and get an answer about whether or not something's cruelty free like there's not a an alternative certification right now which kind of says like humans have been treated fairly for this and hopefully we will start to ask more questions certifications will emerge and brands will take it upon themselves to get these certifications and this will be a new standard we'll expect you know brands not to use child labor and for um, everyone in the supply chain to get a fair price it's a lot more complicated than in fashion for example where they have the who made my clothes movement ingredients in a beauty product there are so many more than like materials in a garment so it can be really difficult to trace it all down but these are the things we should be expecting from brands and hopefully things that brands will start to trace and be able to answer 
um, questions about where things come from. So hopefully we can all gather up all our energy, stop fighting necessarily for cruelty-free because we'll have achieved that goal and move our efforts and energies into pushing the industry forward in other ways and very important ways. So yeah, that is kind of the update on whether or not China has gone cruelty-free. I will keep you guys updated on this podcast. Hopefully I'll have a bit more of a concrete answer for you guys, a lot more transparency on what's going on there. I'm very optimistic. It's also um, Lunar New Year, Chinese New Year, Year of the Rabbit this year. So it would feel like a really fitting time to um, have them kind of allow the cruelty-freeness to commence. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I hope this has been informative and I hope you haven't mind just being alone with me. Yeah, I hope to see you next week where we'll be doing our final Veganuary special and I will be joined by you guys, uh, really. We're, we're going to be taking a lot of user feedback. So yeah, thank you for listening. Please do like, comment, subscribe, uh, rate the podcast, share online, all the good stuff. Thank you so much for listening and hope to see you again soon. Bye.